Family Matters report is a report that's been completed for the last few years and the the purpose of the Family Matters campaign is to end the over-representation of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children in out-of-home care. And what this year's report is saying is that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children continue to be over-represented in the uh, child protection system. There are 20,421 children in out-of-home care in Australia, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children, uh, and that represents 37% of all children in out-of-home care. So we're about a third of the uh, all the kids in, in care around Australia, and our children are only 5.5% of the child population in Australia. So that's that's quite alarming, and that figure is increasing, and it's expected to double within the next 10 years if we don't start to arrest that and, and slow that rate down. And, you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids are 10 times more likely to be in care than non-Indigenous kids. So it's, it's very worrying. De- definitely very worrying and, and concerning statistics there. Obviously, the, re- the over-representation of, of First Nations peoples in and out-of-home care uh, is, of course, a complex issue. But what, what are yeah. some of those contributing factors that we've seen to these rates over the years? It is complex. I mean, some of the contributing factors, I think, firstly, the system itself is, you know, very geared toward what we say is the tertiary end of the system, which is where, you know, there's a report, there's a substantiation, and then there's removal. Look, and the child protection system designed is supposed to keep children safe and safe from harm. But kids are being mostly, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids are mostly removed because of, of neglect, which is a kind of a very subjective term. But what it means is that kids are being taken from families that have become vulnerable and, and there's not enough family support, not enough support given to parents and and families to help the children stay in the family. All families go through difficult times and, you know, parents struggle sometimes with issues around drug and alcohol abuse or, you know, might be mental illness or might be other some, some other kind of so, social issue which makes it a little bit of a difficult environment for children. But, you know, with, with some proper support, the children could still stay in the home because that's where kids do best. And, you know, the worrying thing about taking Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander kids out of their family home is then they, they become disconnected from culture, they become disconnected from their their mob and, you know, can lead to, to issues around connection with their identity. So that's a contributing factor. The system itself, it's, it's geared more towards removal rather than, you know, supporting families that become vulnerable. But then there's historical causes and links that, are, you know, go back to the, the stolen generations where children were removed for a very long period over the 20th century. And that's caused a lot of vulnerability in our communities. So families are less able to deal with challenges when they arise and when they occur. So it affects it's affected the resilience of families in our communities and that's come about through intergenerational trauma that's gone down from one generation to the next. And then layered on top of that is are issues like poverty, issues like racism and discrimination. So we get this cocktail of factors, you know, some historical factors, but then there's a system itself, which isn't helping our people who have become vulnerable through the history of this country. So that means our children are going into out-of-home care at at ever-increasing rates. Do you think we're sort of getting a a better understanding of Aboriginal communities and and that obviously, particularly when we're talking about remote communities, that child-rearing process is often quite different to what I guess you would consider the Norman Western approach to that. Yeah, I think that's one of the one of the the other issues is the system, 
unless we have Aboriginal or Indigenous people involved in the system, particularly in places like the NT, you know, it, it is mainstream does find it difficult to understand our communities. And that's why the Family Matters report is really calling for a greater investment in community-led or and Aboriginal community-controlled organisations to take the lead on, on some of these child protection services and, and design of solutions. I mean, in the NT, it's very difficult. There's only really one Aboriginal, one organ organisation that has that is doing anything in that space or that, that actually exists. So there's a need for a real building of capability and capacity to create a, a, a more Aboriginal community-controlled organisations that are more responsive to the communities because, you know, our own organisations and, and, you know, governed by our, our own community leadership, they understand the situations better. They understand the cultural dynamics. They understand, you know, what's going on in the community around things like law time, which mainstream organisations just don't don't necessarily get. And the, the way our communities function and our our families function just don't fit that, uh, you know, Western model. So we do need some, you know, an Aboriginal lens put on these on the services and programs designed to keep our children safe, you know, so that kids aren't removed for things that they shouldn't be removed for. Certainly if children are in danger and their safety, you know, their physical safety is at risk, then we, we recognise they have to be removed. But then further steps can be taken to, to, to so they remain either with family or kin or at least within, the commu- within a community that's connected to their family so that they maintain their cultural links, their identity links and their relationships. I mean... Our relationships are much broader and uh, deeper than than what we find in mainstream communities. So those things need to be taken into account. And the best way to take them into account is have Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people delivering the services. Do you think often funding is directed uh, more towards things like child protection services as, as opposed to support services in the first place? Oh, for sure. That's the problem with the systems. That's one of the, the contributors to why we see our kids going into care. The needs of our children living in difficult family circumstances or difficult community circumstances, the answer is not necessarily removal. Part of the answer may really be in about supporting families to get through difficult times or supporting family members and parents to to deal with the issues that they might be facing. But this system is quick to remove children. And at the launch of the report where we had one young lady who was speaking at the event who'd been in the the out-of-home care system for 15 years or so and her quote was um, you know there's always resources available to remove children but why can't we find resources to support families when they're having difficulties and and put the children at risk of removal so you know what you're saying there I think is is really one of the main issues we just don't have enough investment in the preventative and early intervention and supportive end of the system to help our kids stay in their families and help the families get stronger. And I understand the report is sort of putting forward four particular points that it's calling for. Can, can you elaborate a bit on those? There's four main kind of calls for action. And, you know, one is around having a national dedicated Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children's strategy, which I think makes good sense. You know, we've got a very complex problem. You know, we've got jurisdictions run the child protection system, but they all have different approaches. So we need something that unifies effort and having a Commonwealth 
lead out the design, the co-design of the strategy with the states and with the Aboriginal communities in those jurisdictions is really important, we think, to bring things together and, and bring more of a focus towards those support services and, and, and preventative approaches and to help keep governments committed and accountable to that we're also recommending the establishment of a national children's commissioner position dedicated to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children you know that would work with state-based and territory-based dedicated Indigenous commissioners as well and then we're also calling for the investment in the development of the, of the Aboriginal controlled child protection system so developing and supporting the establishment and uh, capacity building, capability building of Aboriginal organisations and certainly, you know, responding to the aspirations of Aboriginal communities. And the fourth one was about permanent care, some, some troubling legislation sort of coming up in across the country now in places like New South Wales where their same children, you know, will be placed in permanent care if they're not reunited with their families within two years of being removed. And that's that causes a lot of concern because Aboriginal kids are so overrepresented in the system and it just seems to mean that, well, you know, kids are more likely to, to be removed from their family, for, from their culture and their identity, which are really important for the well-being of our children. If we don't address these issues that, that we're facing here at the moment, what, what sort of future could we see? The report says that the numbers we've got today are going to double within the next 10 years if we don't do anything. For our people, our families and communities, I think it means wider spread of social devastation in our communities. Kids are being removed from families and out of communities at growing rates. It's just going to disrupt communities, causes lots of distress, lots of trauma. You know, we're already dealing with trauma, so it's it's carrying on that legacy of the stolen generation, even the generational trauma. But we'll see more and more of our kids going from out-of-home care then into the juvenile justice system and then into the incarceration system because, you know, children that experience high levels of distress when they're young, it affects them for their whole lives and it makes it difficult for them. Things like get an education, you know, hold down a job, it affects the way they have relationships with people, how they see themselves in the world, that disconnect from culture, community and identity are really strong predictors that kids are going to struggle for a long time, you know, and probably most of their lives. So, you know, we're going to see in our communities, we see social devastation, but, you know, for the Australian community more broadly, there's, there's this massive cost of this system to taxpayers, you know, tax dollars going into maintained systems that really we're not getting any benefit from.